0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship. Well, I think I'm still the lead Pastor, I've, for been now. Gone. I've been gone for a while. I don't know what happened while I was gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. For now. Yeah, for now I still am? Yeah, yeah. Okay. and I'm executive pastor, soon-to-be lead pastor really? of the Really? Is this Fellowship. what's going to happen? I, I go away for two
0: weeks, and then uh, you you swoop in? Uh, well, no. You're not much of a swooper. No, no. You I'm kinda, not, I, You I, saunter in. That's yeah, you, you I, yeah, saunter in. Yeah. Ooh, just, hey, everybody. just get right in. Hey, <laughs> hey,
1: uh, Aren't things running better? <laughs> Somebody take my cape. That's how you saunter into the cape. In fact, I saw you
0: in a cape recently. What What cape? I saw you wearing a crown and a cape, I believe. There was no cape. Really? There was no cape? There was no I felt, cape. I felt like there was There was no. a sash. Ah, there was a sash yeah. and a crown
1: Yeah, and a ill-feeding uh, suit jacket. Powder blue? Powder blue. That's how you do it. That's, well, when it, it's the 80s. So you went to a mystery... Murder mystery dinner. Murder mystery dinner without me, by the
0: way. Yeah. I didn't get
1: an invite. I'm sure you so, didn't. Yeah, I know I didn't. I know yeah. because there's no point in inviting you to something it's, that you're going to decline. It's
0: the thought. It's the thought. No, but why? Like, no, maybe,
1: no. Why, the, why we even put the thought out there, knowing that he's going to say no? First of all, they don't know. Maybe I'll say yes. No, you won't. Maybe stop. I would. W- would you have gone? No. See, <laughs> no way. I'm not doing a murder <laughs> mystery dinner, especially we got
0: to pretend it's the '80s and all that stuff. No way. I'm not doing that. No, I'm in on vacation. Mm. I got, uh, but I've, this is the last. Sure, day. that's the reason why you didn't. Yeah, go. that's that's the only. That's reason. the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got mm. too much going
1: on. Hmm. so did you have fun while I was gone I, I did have fun yeah yeah. been busy it's been terribly busy yeah. missed you missed you mm-hmm. what I, I feel know. like you think there's gonna be a joke coming out next uh, I don't know we'll, we'll, see. we'll see what do what you happens. mean I don't
0: know so Steve I, I, and I were yeah working. that's what I thought yeah. <laughs> I'll get all the reports tomorrow and Monday when this releases uh-huh. I'll be back to work it'll be Monday uh, though I won't be in the building. Nope, none of us are telling you uh, anything. VBS is yep. going on. Yep. Uh, I'm staying away. I stay away from that even more than I stay away from a murder mystery dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the kids. <laughs> Jesus said, let let all the children come to me, and I let them go to him, yeah, not just me. not me.
0: He did not say, let
1: the little children come to Joe. <laughs> he definitely would not. No. no. I'm letting the children go to Jesus by staying out of the way. Mm. So, mm. Joe, I've missed you. I know you've been in town for just a day or two and yep. been keeping a low profile. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad we we're able to meet up here, but uh, I, I didn't see a church this morning. I'm, I'm on vacation. You vacation from... The gathering? Well, yeah.
0: If I come here, man, people are going to be like, hey, you know, let's we'll like, just, oh, Will no. you sign my Bible and okay. all that kind of stuff that they usually do? And I ain't got time for that. I'm on vacation. I oh. got to be like, you know, I got to be free. So you, so so you didn't. I, no, I went to a mega church. Oh. I went to a mega church. And, uh, which How I. How did it go? Uh, mega churchy. Always okay. mega churchy. I actually went there really hoping to be encouraged because I needed it. You yeah. know, like I'm, I'm a weak, frail dude and yeah. I need encouragement on the regular. Yep. And uh, so. I went there and, uh, yeah, you know, all the stuff that's secondary, but really annoying to guys like us, mm-hmm. I was ready to just totally forgive and not care about it at all. Like the lights and the stage lighting yeah, yeah. and all that stuff and the, the performance production aspect, and all that, yeah. of it all. um, it, I just give me the gospel, man. Okay. Just give so me So you the were straight, able to look all dope. past that and just receive the gospel. Well, I was prepared- Oh. To do that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, so, wait,
1: yeah. did they not deliver the gospel? Uh, you know, they sort of referenced it at one point, sort of. it's yeah. Just like as a footnote? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, you know, by the way. Hey, Jesus died for the cross for your sins, you so know. you may know him.
0: Yeah, it's just like, you know, uh, again, like not every church, not every megachurch is this way. But and this uh, is not indicative of the whole church. No, it was and just and a one just, Sunday. Be, and I'm pretty sure was it was a guest speaker.
1: W- nope. Oh, that's the lead person? But the it lead is speaker? a teaching pastor. That's a teaching pastor? Air quotes. PG yeah, yeah, investor. yeah. So I'm, uh, okay. Well, I was trying to get, be all charitable, yeah. <laughs> but it's still to give of every Sunday. Yeah, yeah.
0: but. But, uh, yeah, I was just not encouraged. <laughs> so I wasn't, It didn't come out, man, but I'll tell you what, I went to go pick up my daughter. She was in like with the, the kids, yeah, yeah. the kids thing. And I walked in there uh, at the end because our service gets out a little before the kids. So we go down there and there's this lady teaching to a mixed audience of young people. Oh,
1: but, uh, but also a lady teaching. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So,
0: um, Joseph. so she was doing the thing and I'll tell you what, the, the two minutes I heard of her wrapping up her talk was dynamite, and uh, and then she went to explain the mm-hmm. benediction. Uh, that was all better than what I heard. I would so by heard.
1: dynamite you mean like it, you were all set to blow away your complementarianism?
0: Uh, no, she actually she blew away all my complementarianism with because like she was the dynamite. Yeah. So yeah, boom, boom. No, it was uh it was she was just really good. I was like man, glad my daughter's in here hearing this stuff because it was great. Kind of wish I was, too. Hey, man, what are we talking about today?
1: Today, we are uh, in the 1680, what is it? 1689, chapter yeah, 18. Yeah, it's the
0: 1689. Oh, I didn't know, well, I know. Didn't know if it was maybe the 1698. Uh, no, 1689, the, the year the act of toleration was passed, you know, the allowed the dissenting. So, yeah, 1689. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Chapter 18, paragraph four. Oh, We're so. going to be wrapping up. Oh. Wrapping up uh, this section. You are correct. You are correct. You want to read am. it, Jimmy? Paragraph I would, four. I would love to read it. All right, here we go. I like how you're sitting all back. Okay. See, I sat all the way back so
0: you would know I'm not going to try and take it from you. Thank you. Here you go. True, True believers bye. may have their assurance of their salvation in diverse ways shaken, diminished, and intermitted, as by negligence in preserving of it, by falling into some special sin which wounds the conscience and grieves the spirit, by some sudden or vehement temptation, by God's withdrawing the light of his countenance. And suffering, even such as fear him to walk in darkness and to have no light, yet they are never destitute of the seed of God and life of faith. That love of Christ and the brethren, that sincerity of heart and conscience of duty, out of which, by the operation of the Spirit, this assurance may in due time be revived, and by which, in the meantime, they are preserved from utter despair. Mm. I was prepared to let you read it. But then you started. You started uh, talking about how I was sitting back, so yeah, I leaned forward, I just, and then I took it from you. I don't That's thank you for taking it. I drink your milkshake. That's how we do it. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So this whole thing is about how assurance is uh, assaulted, essentially, okay. right? Like that. Again, the confession, uh, along with Scripture of course, is making the point that an assurance of our salvation, this confidence that our sins have been forgiven, Mm -hmm. that we've been reconciled to God, that the Spirit is within us, and that we are forever now the child of God. That assurance can be assaulted. Uh, and in fact, it, it talks about this happening in a few different ways. Yeah, three right? different
1: ways. Uh, it starts off right there. Uh, true believers may have the assurance of their salvation diverse ways. And here it goes. Shaken. Stirred. Di- no. Oh, no. Sorry. Sh- <laughs> no, it's shaken, not stirred. Shaken, diminished, and intermittent. So when we, <laughs> when we hear that, Joe, like shaken, diminished, and intermittent, I mean, is not that not... Essentially, the same thing. Uh, basically, I think it is. I mean, it, it it reads more like
0: it's simply saying that there are various ways in which you're going to be assaulted in your assurance. Right, your assurance could be uh, shaken so that you are maybe unsteady or unstable. Okay. Yeah, you don't have uh, maybe a lot of confidence in your assurance. You know, okay. it's uh, it can be diminished, so it's maybe it's weaker. Okay. Um, or intermittent, meaning that there could be an interruption in it, so that your assurance is now gone. It's like it's suddenly just like it Kaiser
1: Sozana on, on
0: you like. It just,
1: <laughs> That's the second time you've done it yes. and I've loved it. I still love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, Guys, I'm very, so it. I'm very proud of you. So I mean, Joe, we've and as you mentioned on the front end, I mean, these are things that we've experienced personally. These are things that we've witnessed and we've counseled and walked people through, uh, other believers, people that, that we've, we've, we've walked seen, through. It. And we've walked through it ourselves. People that have uh that were strong, they they profess their faith, they're godly people, and then just for uh one reason or another, uh struggle. Yeah. In their assurance. And so how are they able to struggle? And, and, and in the 1689 here, we have five different ways. Yeah. Five ways that our assurance is assaulted, right? And number one is as by negligence in the preserving of it. Oh. So, I mean, <laughs> so yeah if you're if you're neglecting your assurance if you're neglecting uh, the means of grace if you're neglecting uh, time in the word and prayer the corporate gathering the the fellowship of the saints uh, the ordinances I mean if you're neglecting these things then mm-hmm. of course you're going to struggle with assurance and it talks about this in the preceding paragraphs right how you
0: seek it how yeah. you pursue it and so yeah what do you think is going to happen when you neglect? the the spiritual life, right? the the life of faith, in its in its various components and aspects, right? You neglect assurance, then assurance is going to start to have some trouble. Yeah, Jimmy, we neglect the gym. What happens to our bodies?
1: Well, I don't know about you. They soft. They. And I, <laughs> I'm still in shape. It's just a round shape. Shape round is a shape. Round is a shape. Wheelbarrow yeah. So <laughs> wheel yeah. barrel type. You,
0: it's good for preaching, Spurgeon says. Um, (laughs) Of course, he's going to (laughs) justify his gout. (laughs) So, yeah, man, you neglect the preservation of your assurance, then you can be assured that your assurance uh, will uh, evaporate, weaken.
1: I'm always shocked. uh, Oh, I should say I'm always shocked. I'm perplexed when uh, talking with individuals and, and their, their assurance is shaken or, or it's weak. And I say, Well, man, how's your time in the Word? It's like, ah, I haven't been doing it for some time. I've been reading for some time. Oh, that's oh, weird. Oh, oh, I am so shocked yeah. that you're struggling so right you now. So you mock
0: them, is what you're saying. You just openly mock them. No, when no, no, they admit not to you. that in oh. my heart.
1: Oh, in your heart. In my you do it? heart, okay, I So that's okay. I go, oh, interesting. I'd say, Don't, don't you think maybe one. Is contributing to the other your your neglect of the word of God is maybe contributing to your lack of assurance? Well, no, because I'm like, well, okay, pray. I mean, you you still pray. Well, I haven't done that for some time either. I can't really pray
0: because I don't really mean it. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't don't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, uh, I, I just sit back and I go, okay, why are you shocked? You know, then somehow it's God's fault. Yeah. And why did God leave me?
0: We, we see this right in in all of our lives. And for some reason, it's easier to spot it in somebody else's than in our own. Typically. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, because I don't do these things. But yes, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy <laughs> does not neglect the, the persevering in anything. <laughs> so, yeah, if you neglect uh, the means of grace, we'll just say it that mm-hmm. way then yeah, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, how else? What's a, what's a second way in which our assurance is assaulted. Yeah. By falling into some
1: special sin, which wounds the conscience and grieves the spirit. Oh, oh okay. some special sin like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reward sin. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's,
0: you know, it's sort of like a, uh, it's like a special musical number <laughs> on like, Sunday mornings. It's like you wanted in the lightning round. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a, this is a special sin.
0: So yeah, here we're talking about like, obviously, Uh, Any sin, any sin is worthy of God's wrath. Uh, Any sin condemns a person to hell. And if we're guilty of breaking one part of the law, we're guilty of
1: breaking all. So what would classify as a special sin? Like, what are we talking about there? Some
0: sins are more uh, destructive, devastating than other sins. Some sins have a uh, more significant uh, effect on other people. Um, and, and on yourself and okay. some sins additionally to all of that some sins are more mm, heinous than okay. other sins and so here we're talking about when you fall into some special sin and I think by falling into it it, it probably means more than just I, this thing happened but this thing happened and is continuing to happen or this thing happened and I'm not repenting of it yet so there is uh, a, a significant serious sin that has wounded the conscience. This is how he's really qualifying it, right? It's wounding the conscience and grieving the spirit. So, um, and just to speak about this issue of wounding the conscience, you know, the conscience is wounded not when you feel bad, like mm-hmm. oh ouch, my conscience is saying ouch right now. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> what I it's supposed to do. Hey, dummy, your your conscience is supposed <laughs> to say ouch. <laughs> it's when it doesn't say ouch that your conscience is wounded. Oh. It's when it's not working the way that it's supposed to work. So when your conscience is Seared or hardened or calloused or numb, uh, that's when there's a problem. Yeah, so, when, you're,
1: when you're not upset about the special sin or sin.
0: And usually that happens, usually that happens after you've persisted in that sin for a while. Because yeah. the first time you do something, you're like, holy cow, uh, am I even, how can I even be a believer? I yeah. gotta never do that again. And you do it again, you're like, gosh dang it. Oh man, I'm so glad that the Lord forgave me for that. And the next time you're like, eh. yeah. eh, mm-hmm. right. yeah. eh. sorry. It's not as shocking as it used to be.
1: <laughs> the Lord forgives,
0: He knows I am weak. And so the problem, though, with this is that when you fall into this kind of a sin, um, your assurance is going to be assaulted. And, you know, part of the reason that we struggle with assurance when we fall into sin without repentance is because we understand that repentance is the, the... other side of the coin of conversion or a converted life that repentance is the ongoing reality of faith it is um this is like obedience right imperfect but faith-driven obedience is supposed to be the norm yeah if god is at work in us willing to work for his good pleasure and we're falling into these sins and we're not you know we've grieved the spirit but we are not grieved you know, our our conscience is broken, so that we aren't broken over our sin anymore. Then this is going to lead us to a place where we maybe we start to wonder, how can I even be a believer if I'm not feeling it? If yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not caring, I'm not grieved. Like, where are my tears? Why am why are my cheeks dry? Like, why am yeah. I not weeping over this right now when I can see the impact it's having on others or myself, or when I can see uh, the offense that it is to God? So yeah, I mean, I I think that's a that's a pretty common way that. Yeah people fall into uh, loss of assurances by falling into sin.
1: Yeah. And so, but what about when it says here, it grieves the spirit?
0: Well, yeah, the, again, the, the to, to speak about God being grieved. Um, it's a little bit different than like in the way that we are grieved, yeah. because when we're grieved, uh, something happens that we weren't ready for mm-hmm. something happens that uh, there's been a change. There's a change in us now, and God doesn't change. We've talked about this before, but uh, we we do read in Scripture that uh, that you can grieve the Spirit that uh, that God grieves over our sins, and so there is a deep offense taken. Uh, you know, it's it, it's why it's why um, R.C. Sproul called sin cosmic treason, right? It's uh, it, it is an affront to God, an offense uh, to God, and the I mean, I don't even know how to explain the, this concept of grieving anymore um than to say it is uh it is divine displeasure. Like mm. I wouldn't know what to say beyond that personally. Yeah. I mean we read about it we read about it in the New Testament, um, we read about it in in the old testament, but I, I don't have an answer for that as I'm thinking about like, okay, so how is how is this sin grieving God different than another sin? Yeah. I I, I couldn't parse that out except to
1: say it is serious sin unrepented of. Other than that, I don't really have an answer. Okay. But then also by some sudden or vehement uh, temptation. So, I mean, the one before, it's by falling into some special sin. Right. And now it's just by some sudden temptation or vehement temptation. So how is it that temptation then could uh, uh, have our assurance in diverse ways shaken, diminished, or intermittent?
0: Well, I mean, I, I guess you think about it. Like you know, one of the things that we pray, right, is lead us not into temptation, yeah. but deliver us from evil. And so, when we do find ourselves, you know, falling into temptation, it might uh, raise questions for us: mm. um, Has God abandoned me? Why mm. am I? Why am I being so confronted with something that I am so easily attracted to or drawn to? When God knows how weak I am, mm-hmm. why would He do this? Um, I think that might be one of the ways in which it produces this effect of a lack of assurance because it it can be a challenge to our faith it's sort of like trials and uh, and temptations are essentially uh, the, can be the same event right It can be a situation uh that happens to us and in one sense it is a trial meaning it is what god is using to strengthen us yeah uh but it is a temptation meaning it is what the devil is using to cause us to fail yeah and I so I, I think when you when you're overcome with a with a serious sudden temptation uh, if you're only looking at it as oh wow this is the instrument of the devil to ruin me and you don't see how God can use us for our good and you're forgetting first yeah. Corinthians 10 you know you're 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 not aware that uh, that with the temptation God will provide us with the way, way of escape that we can endure the temptation that's right. that's right so I think that that might be a part of it I know when When I'm tempted, one of the, the first two, the the first two options that pop into my head when I'm tempted is, uh, okay, I've, I've, I've got to flee to Jesus for safety. I got to rely on God's grace to, to fight this battle or, and honestly, like this is a really common thought. I just do it. Just give in. Yeah. Just give in. It'll be over. Um, but there are, there are, I think there are other responses as well that might be common for some. And one of them is probably this idea of, well, I, God, why would God put me in this situation? Why would God allow me mm-hmm. to without understanding his purposes behind trials and temptations?
1: Now, number four, though, Joe is, it's kind of a scary one and it's one that we don't really, you know, uh, enjoy talking about, but I mean, there is a way for our assurance to be assaulted and it's by God withdrawing the light of his countenance. Sometimes it's because God withdraws.
0: Yeah. Maybe God makes the decision for one reason or another, mm-hmm. why somebody, uh, should suffer the loss of, of their confidence before
1: him. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean the hope is that it's 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 for as you're talking about that trial so that we we run faster to him, right? right? We run harder to him, we we cling all the more to him. Um yeah, the with the, the withdrawal of divine assurance.
0: The sovereign withdrawal or withholding of divine assurance is remedial. In other words, God intends to use that loss as a means of teaching, instructing, yeah. curing us of of a particular sin. Because uh, what happens if, if you lose your assurance – okay, I'll, I'll – let me tell a story, Jimmy. Oh, here we go. Story time so, with story time. Grandpa Joey. Hey, everybody. So, uh, I'm, I'm a – I'm a decent student when it comes to the academics like I do I, well. I would say so, I, yes. I get good grades mm-hmm. and all that. So, um, yeah, my, my, my first year at Moody, um, I wasn't – I had a bad attitude. My first year at Moody Bible Institute – That does not Bible sound class, like you. I know. Shocking, right? Shocking. So, uh, they were having me read dispensational books. Okay. Uh, which I didn't like. No, no, no. Even though it was a dispensational school that I had signed up to attend.
1: I know. And, I, and yeah. even though you're a closet – you know, closet dispensation. Oh, Please, yeah. <laughs> so, I've seen your charts in the background. <laughs> so uh,
0: I, I wouldn't do the work. Like I would just like, I'm not going to, I would just tell the person, I'm not going to read that book. Like I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time reading that mm. the book. is bad. Like, a super immature, ungodly, yeah. evil, wicked, terrible. So arrogant not, Probably wasn't even converted yet. Let's just say I was an awful person. So I, uh, because I wouldn't do the work, I had a C minus average both semesters of my freshman year. And I got kicked out of Moody. Wait, you were actually kicked out? I was kicked out. You didn't know that, did you? No, I did not. Got kicked out of mm. Moody. So uh, I said, well, what do I do now? And they said, well, dummy, um, you're going to have to take a, a, a summer class and get an A. If you get an A, then you'll, you, you'll, you're, it'll bump your GP up enough. Mm. You can get back in. And so I said, all right, I'm taking Romans. And they're like, don't take Romans. This is kind of a hard class. Why don't you take like – you know, intro to Evangelism or something, and I'm like, no, no, I'm doing Romans. So I did Romans. Of course, got an A. And, of course, uh, of course, that's what Obviously. I do. And what else am I going to get? Because I see C minuses. So uh, I, I I I got my A, and I went back, and I never, I never took it. I never took Moody for granted again. Even though we had a lot of disagreements theologically and all of that, um, I was so thankful to be admitted back in. I worked hard in every class. Um, I didn't have the attitude towards professors that I had mm-hmm. previously. And so when you're, it just it, it, God gave it back to me. Yeah, and I cherished it. I was thankful. I was
1: thankful that I was going to Moody and going to graduate from mm-hmm. Moody. Uh, now, did you feel that way uh, after this last two weeks of not being with me? Like when you saw me, were you like, oh, "I'm never taking this for granted again. I'm yeah. never taking the fofo for granted." First of all,
0: one day away from you is like a lifetime, Jimmy. Let me just say that. Aww, like, that. I just listen to Cinderella, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. It's on repeat. I have one playlist. It has one song on it. It's Cinderella's You Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. And I just loop that the mm, whole time. And I just, I just sit in the, in, pool, yeah. cigar, just raft, in the pool, smoking a cigar, laying on Sitting in the pool, smoking a cigar. crying. That's all I do.
1: So yeah, No wonder so, Jen had a horrible time.
0: <laughs> so this is what it is, right? So this, you know, you lose your assurance. God will take it away so that when he gives it back to yeah. you, you stop taking it for granted. You're, mm. And then you're going to maintain it. So you're going to
1: take care of it. So in a way, it, it, it's a grace. It's a mercy, right? Uh, it's just a painful grace. Yeah. Yeah. So what about this last one, Joe? Uh, the last way that our assurance is assaulted. Uh, we've talked about by neglecting in preserving it, by falling into some special sin, uh, by some sudden or vehement temptation, by God's withdrawing the light of his continents. And number five. It is countenance, not continent. No, continence. No, just so you know. Continence. Wait, countenance. Now you're now you're confusing me. Why are you doing that? Don't count, c o u n t, countenance. Not countenance. Countenance. So <laughs> Number five. Suffering. Suffering. Mm. Yeah. When you're in that place, uh, when you feel like I, I think you alluded to it earlier, where it, in a sense feels like has God abandoned me? Has uh, am I am I really His child? Would a, would a father be treating his child as such? Maybe I'm not a child of God.
0: I mean, the word suffering, right? We're, we're not talking about inconveniences. Yeah. We're not talking about- Yeah, like, we're not we're,
1: talking about when you get that parking spot. Yeah. Or when you get that parking ticket. You got a ticket, didn't you? You know I don't get tickets. I know you're white. Yeah. No,
0: I'm not just white. I'm super white. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I do get parking tickets. I, I don't get- Now, do you tickets. pay those parking tickets? I think they get paid. I don't pay attention.
1: So horrible. What do, you, what do you want to do? <laughs> I just, it's so easy uh, to figure okay. out your, your rebellion. This There's... is moody all over again. You're going to lose your license, and then oh. you're going to get it back and be like, oh, yeah. I love you, license.
0: Yeah. Nah, I'm not going to lose my license.
1: <laughs> um, um, all right, suffering. So it's
0: not just an inconvenience. Yeah, we're talking about, like, significant pain that comes into your life. It can be circumstantial. Uh, it can be self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, you know, and and obviously it it forms a part of the decree of God, right? It's a part of God's decree for you, and I think you're right. Suffering makes you wonder, like, where is God? What is He doing? Yeah. It you know, and the Psalmists talk about this, right? When they are suffering, or when they see suffering, it challenges, not it doesn't just challenge their theology of God. It challenges their understanding of who God is in light of you know what they see happening in the world. Mm-hmm. So you David, Asaph, like all these psalms uh, seem to to be really honest about the fact that suffering brings a question into play regarding our faith. And if you are able to press in and to answer that question biblically, theologically, um, the, if you're able to answer it in that way, you know properly, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, then you're not going to suffer the loss of assurance as easily as if you begin to answer this incorrectly. The example that we use a lot is Psalm 73, right? Uh, Behold, the Lord is good to Israel, but don't feel that way. Don't Mm. look that way. God seems to take it pretty easy on the wicked, and the righteous seem to have a pretty hard time. And he says like I would have been like a, an animal I would have been less than human if I would have actually gone down this path all the way but when I walked into the sanctuary of God boom God you know, righted me yep. so suffering is I think one of the most common ways in which we struggle with assurance when we're really in pain and we have questions but here's the problem I think this kind of ties them all together when you're in when you're in pain when you have questions uh, do you go to the means of grace or not if you go to the means of grace, you're much more likely to receive grace. <laughs> okay, guys, following me? And um, and if you neglect it, then you're a lot less likely to experience yeah. that grace, and therefore, you're going to run into this trouble. But thankfully, although there is you know all of these ways in which our assurance can be assaulted so that even those who fear the Lord can walk in darkness mm. for a time— It goes on to say that assurance will be restored. Yet, are they never destitute of the seed of God, right? The life of God in the soul of man, right? God does not remove uh, himself from your soul. Uh, He is with you. Um, They are never destitute of the life of God of faith, mm. right? So the, the, the faith that you have will stay intact. It might be weak. It might be so fragile and so small that other people can't really see it. You might begin to have doubts about its authenticity. But if you have believed, you continue to believe, mm-hmm. uh, you will never be destitute of the love of Christ, uh, the the love of the brethren, the sincerity of heart, the conscience of duty, out of which by the operations of the Spirit, this assurance may
1: in due time be revived. Listen to that hope, man. Listen to that hope right there. Even in the midst of it, know that at some point it may be revived.
0: Now, here is, I think, the thing where we, we, we need to get really serious about it on a personal level. Uh, by means of all of these things, right, the life of God in us, the seed of God, the life of faith, the love of Christ, the love of the church, uh, all of these things, not only are these the, the, the things that will bring back assurance, but in the meantime, they are preserved from utter despair. So when you're not a Christian and maybe you're going to church and you're hearing the gospel and you're being drawn or you're, you know, by, by, by God, the father, maybe you're, um, you're going through that, that process, you will oftentimes feel conviction and then despair, right? The, the person who has not been justified by faith, feels a conviction for their sin, and then despairs, meaning that they know that they are damned and that that's okay, that it's fair. They don't want it. It's not what's best uh, in their mind, but they know that it's fair. Uh, You see, the the one who has been justified, though, will feel conviction Hmm. and will feel pain and can lose assurance, but we are preserved from utter despair because faith is still there, and there's enough of it, to, I guess there's enough of it to sense that Christ remains our only hope, yeah. even with all of our own corruptions and deficiencies. So when I'm thinking about assurance, I guess I think about it in a couple of ways uh, for me personally and for others. For me, I, I I want to question like, why, what is my assurance? Like, do, do I, am I, am I just carefree and happy because I haven't thought about it, because I haven't thought about my sin or I haven't thought about Christ? Or do I have a freedom and a joy right now because I am absolutely convinced that my sins are not held against me, that they've been held against Christ and that God is in me and with me and for me? Like, in other words, is the truth of scripture the very thing that it, that God is using to grant me assurance or it, am I sort of presuming that everything's okay and ignoring uh, the, the 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 focus of faith, right? The object of my faith, mm-hmm. because that's one way that that I can go wrong is I just assume. I'm not, it's not it's not that I have real assurance. i just kind of assuming. And then the other end of, of the spectrum is to lose assurance. Right to just absolutely lose it altogether. And now what am I going to do? Like so, if I have assurance, is it legit? Or is it based on the wrong thing? And if I've lost assurance, what am I doing uh, to recapture it, right? So we ought to examine ourselves, make sure that our faith is real and all of that. Uh, but we do have to return to God by means of returning to the means. So that's kind of how I think about it with myself. But Jimmy, when we're thinking about it towards other people, mm-hmm. like when you're looking at helping other people, what what is one or two of the most basic things that you – exhort them with or encourage them with as, as they're struggling with, because we see this, right? I don't even know. Like I just don't even know that I believe I don't know if my faith is real. What do you say?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things is uh, I tell them to, uh, along with pressing into the word, right? Like press into the word, press into prayer, even when you don't feel like it, uh, press in there. uh, Knowing that, that the spirit of the Lord is, is with you, that the spirit will guide you uh, that, the Lord knows uh, the Spirit. You will be able to pray uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit uh, for the, the perfect will of God in your life. So I would be pressing into those things, but I would also be pressing into community. I'd be pressing mm-hmm. into uh, whether it's the Sunday mo- – well, it should be the Sunday morning gathering and regular fellowship uh, with, with other believers and be honest, be honest honest, share your struggles, share your concerns, share your heart. And uh, because I, I don't think we need to lie about these things. I don't think we have to hide these things. I don't think we have to be ashamed of these things. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the struggle is for individuals is they feel ashamed and they sit there in the darkness and they won't come out into the light and they just go deeper and deeper into despair. Because as believers, uh, sometimes we, we put this unrealistic expectation of super Christianity upon each other. Mm. And so I think press in to community, be honest with, with those around you and allow them to be ministering to you and to be praying for you in the midst of the season. And I think
0: maybe the, maybe the, the biggest picture that we would say the biggest offering that we have for others and for each other is, you know, wherever you are at, right. Whether you're presuming upon god's grace or where you have lost sight of your assurance uh, consider christ Hmm. you know i mean meditate on christ the person and work of the son of god his life his death his resurrection go to him uh, cast yourself uh, on him for mercy yeah and you
1: will find a restoration of hope
0: right Hmm.
1: Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotions.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store at joefostore.com and grab some gear. Fresh spot every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later.